Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done only as he ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the word of God under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to what he would have me to speak to you, his sons and daughters. Let's use each and every episode to help us as his sons and daughters to talk about the elephant in the room, which is racism in the body of Christ. For too many years, pastors, teachers, and leaders have tried to sweep this issue under the rug while pretending and acting as though it didn't exist. You can help and support this podcast through your love and prayers, and also by telling your families, friends, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server under this title. And remember, If for some reason you don't receive it through the uploads or to hear previous episodes, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on every and any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. Last week I shared with you the topic of secret shame. That episode was entitled, Our Secret Shame Shouldn't Remain Secret. And this is part two of that same chapter. We all know the secrets that are not so secret in the body of Christ. And for those that don't know, what truly matters is the fact that God knows, sees, and he is not pleased with what he sees. Warning comes before destruction. And I believe this is what our father is using me to accomplish in this hour. He's utilizing me to bring warning to the body of Christ. As the kings and leaders in the Bible refused to listen to the prophets, they were not only reprimanded, but were literally destroyed. And so it will be in this time. Pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and the leaders in the body of Christ will be dealt with for not listening and heeding the voice of God. They will be dealt with accordingly for being pastors and leaders who have fed their sheep to the wolves. In 2 Chronicles 36, king after king was killed, removed, and replaced because they refused to heed the voice of God and obey his word. They refused to listen to the voice of God being spoken through the prophets, being warned again and again. The prophets were sent to remind the kings of the word of God that they already knew. The words of the true prophets were warnings from God, not judgments or punishments of the prophets. I believe it will continually be the same with the leaders of this nation. Unless Joseph Biden changes and does differently, he too will be a one-term president. This nation is divided in a way that God never intended. And it's all because we refuse to deal with the true issues at hand. We refuse to acknowledge the sin of this nation. Now, many would immediately state that the sin of this nation is abortion. And yes, abortion is a great sin in this country. However, 
as I have stated over and over again, abortion is not the only sin. And as offensive as the sin of abortion is to the Lord, I believe there's a greater offense to our Father, and that sin is hatred, which is the root of the division of this nation. What's the opposite of love? Obviously hate. The God we serve is a God of love, and at this time, everything that's being done is based on racism, bigotry, and white supremacy, all of which stems from hatred. But no one wants to talk about it. I believe that as a prophet of God, it's my assignment to speak at this time in an attempt to open discussions in the church and the body of Christ concerning racism and white supremacy. The word that I shared last week from Acts 18 and 9 continually rings in my spirit. I will not be afraid. I will keep on speaking and I will not keep silent. This is the elephant in the room that everyone wants to sweep under the rug. I truly understand loving our churches, pastors, and leadership. I understand not wanting to cause disruption or confusion in the church. Unfortunately, this may very well be unavoidable. I think we all have some knowledge of how, of how hospital burn units work. When a person, young or old, has suffered serious burns, there's a very, very painful process that must take place. On a daily basis, the top layers of the burn victim's skin is scraped away in order that the flesh underneath the top layers of the healing skin will also heal. The pain meds don't help much because the nerve endings have suffered damage. However, unless this painful process is implemented, the patient will never heal and eventually die a much slower and even more painful death. This is why the church must also go through a painful process, which means talking about racism in the body of Christ. As painful as it might be, as unsightly and frightening as it will be, in order for this elephant to be exposed and dealt with, it must be done. We must talk about and deal with racism and not allow it to continue to be the secret shame of the body of Christ. It will not feel good because just as in the burn units, the inner parts, the underlying flesh must be revealed and exposed in order for a true, complete, and total healing to take place. In order for the spirit man to rise up over this flesh issue, the flesh must be allowed to suffer the pain of its hatred being exposed. The church cannot just continue to cover things over and act like it's not there. Racism, bigotry, and hatred in the body of Christ can be denied no longer. And let me add something else. Not only is the process of healing burns painful, they also stink. There's a terrible odor that's emitted from burned flesh. Racism and white supremacy literally stinks and is rotting the very body of Christ. 
Last week, I shared with you that many are chanting the mantra of guns, God, and Trump. I wouldn't doubt for one moment that those would be the very words of the men who killed Ahmaud Aubrey. They hunted him down and shot him like a dog. That's the second thing that occurred during the first week of January. Those three men, a man, his son, and a neighbor, were all sentenced to life in prison for that crime. Two of them, the father and son, were sentenced without benefit of parole. For the average person, just the knowledge of having killed someone would be more than enough to cause them remorse for the rest of their lives. It would be enough to cause them to never, ever want to hold a gun again, knowing that they had ended someone else's life. But for these men, and unfortunately others like them, there is no remorse, only self-righteous excuses, and again, no one wants to talk about it. It would take at least three pages to name all of the black, brown, and Asian men and women who have been killed in just the past two years by racist and white supremacists. You hear about some of them on the news or social media, but definitely not all of them because they're hidden and not talked about. But of those that are exposed to the public, do the churches talk about them the way they talk about the lie of the election being stolen? Do they talk about these unjust deaths the way they talk about the supposedly unjust election? Are they in any way attempting to use this information and knowledge to bring about change? No, they're not. And they don't want anyone else to either. They don't want to talk about it as a race, as a nation, or worse yet, as Christians. Sisters and brothers, these things must be discussed. These are things that need to be given voice and can no longer be the secret shames of this nation. There are literally groups and organizations with the sole purpose of increasing, promoting, and supporting white supremacy. They're not afraid to talk about it openly and even boast about it. The truth is that many of the people, white supremacists, bigots, and racists, are coming back from their conferences, QAnon meetings, Trump rallies, and other gatherings with the assignments to get on their local school boards, town councils, and run for any office that they can with hidden agendas. Their agendas are to gain as much control as they can, starting from the bottom, the same way that Satan did in the Garden of Eden with Eve, subtly, as indistinctively as they can. They are trying to take over and undermine our communities and school boards. Is what I'm saying just another QAnon theory? Well, just last week, it was on the news that a newly appointed Jefferson Parish School Board member in the state of Louisiana, Raphael Rafiti, was asked to resign after it was found out that he was among the insurrectionists last January 6th. 
His social media posts were not only biased, they were what some might even call racist. After expressing his resentment against the Black National Anthem being played at an NFL game. His remarks about teachers were disparaging as well as degrading, and yet he wants to be on the school board. His motives and agendas are totally biased and unscrupulous with hidden motives and secret objectives. To keep these things from occurring with others, we must open our eyes and start talking about the matters that have been kept hidden. Again, our secret shames cannot remain secret. About a year before the last presidential election, I happened to see a familiar face on television. I looked at the man and realized it was Jim Baker, the pastor and televangelist who was sent to federal prison for bilking thousands of Christians out of millions and millions of dollars. He was so caught up in lifting up the then president, Donald Trump, until he said, and I quote, if this man is not reelected as president, there will be a civil war, unquote. For a moment, I couldn't believe what he said. Then my thoughts were, who would want to go to war over Donald Trump? Well, now I'm seeing who. There are people, a lot of people in this nation who are actually preparing themselves to go to war against this nation in order to place this man back into the presidency. And in actuality, it's not about the man as much as it is about white supremacy. As I stated at the beginning of this episode, this is a divided nation. That's the secret shame of this country that needs to be talked about without backlash. Marjorie Taylor Greene has started an idea, coined the phrase or whatever, or whatever you want to call it, of divorce within this nation. In other words, what she's supposing is that the nation separates, divorce, dissolve inclusions of certain states, allowing some states to succeed from the United States of America. Of course, we all know that that's how the original Civil War started in this nation. Yes, it was over slavery, but the prevention of the South succeeding from the United States was one of the main reasons behind the war. As stated in last week's podcast, we cannot allow our politicians to be our prophets, nor can we allow our prophets and pastors to be our politicians. However, at the same time, we must realize the important part that pastors, prophets, and evangelists, and all the rest have on influencing racism and white supremacy in the church as well as outside of the church. But if we refuse to openly discuss the secret chains, they will not only remain secret, but they will continue to cause damage and destruction to the body of Christ as well as this nation. Refusing to discuss racism in the church will continue allowing Christians to destroy Christianity. I know a pastor who makes it a point every so often to say from his pulpit that everyone is created equal. He will say things like there's no difference in the races. Again, he says these things from the pulpit 
and that's okay. However, he, like many, many pastors, has never allowed a true discussion on race in his church. Discussions cannot and should not be a one-time thing where everyone feels good for a day or so, and then everything goes back to the way it was within just a few minutes. These talks cannot be a one-time event, but they should be ongoing, just like Bible study or new members class. There should be the opportunity for people to ask questions without fear. Each person should be allowed to express their opinions, and even when it's not what someone else may agree to, let it be discussed openly. This is how racism is exposed rather than letting it be suppressed, kept quiet so that it can remain hidden. We, as members in the body of Christ, must be willing to talk about the things that no one else wants to talk about without the fear of being shut down and ostracized. How many parents have avoided having the talk with their teens? We're not talking about the talk on drugs or alcohol, but the talk. Many found it embarrassing. Saying that it was difficult is putting it mildly for others. And some just avoided it altogether, leaving their teens to find out about certain facts of life on their own. Some would leave it to the other parent, the father leaving it to the mother, or the mother leaving it to the father. But some, no one wanted to have the talk, and they didn't. It became generational because their parents didn't have the talk with them. When they became parents, they didn't have the talk with their kids. For some, the talk was a one-time thing and was put off for as long as possible. For others, when they did finally give in to it, they had maybe a 10-minute conversation, and it was over. In actuality, the talk was a conversation that should have begun at a very early age, as soon as questions were begun to be asked, or as soon as there was evidence through an action or event in a child's life that it was necessary. From that time, the talk should have been ongoing. So should it be with talking about racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. It should be ongoing, starting from very young, from the very first question, or as soon as an action or event occurs in a child's life. Some would say that that's a discussion for home. But much racism and white supremacy, as we know it today, started in the church and the body of Christ. So that's where it should end. No more sweeping these matters under the rug. We need to talk about the elephant in the room. Racism, bigotry, and white supremacy in the body of Christ needs to be discussed openly. Until that time comes, the hatred will only continue to grow. The church will only continue to be divided. And Christians will only continue to destroy Christianity. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you. And I pray that you will share it with others 
encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.